Please listen carefully. Welcome back, everyone, to the Focus Target Podcast. This is your host, Smiley, back with you after a week's hiatus. I was out traveling, and our schedules didn't really align for an opportunity to do it in, in the week that we missed. So uh, we missed you. I don't know if you missed us. But uh, I am back with uh, with my cohorts, Van and Shy, for Season 3, Episode 88 of the Focus Target Podcast. Today, we will be talking about sports, because there is a Stanley Cup playoffs in action there is uh recently an nfl draft there's a lot of trade rumors a lot of good stuff to talk about so uh we're gonna get to that shortly uh van shy how are you guys doing do you miss uh, miss having a week off or did you enjoy the, the breakaway shy start I, missed, I missed you guys you know i got some stuff done but i missed missed hanging out with you guys yeah my wife didn't miss me podcasting but <laughs> is that right <laughs> I always thought it was, dude, I was doing like a whole bunch of research, getting ready for the pod. And then I was like, oh, we're taking the week off. (laughs) So all my, all my data would have been a week later. And then of course I didn't do any research this week. So I'm not up to date with things that happened this week. I'm sure you're up to date with some of what happened this week. I am up to date with some of what happened. Yes. All right. Well, before we get into all of that, um, we're going to uh, do a question of the day, as is our way. And uh, you know, last time we talked about uh, we, on episode eighty-seven, we talked about skill in video games, and and we talked about kind of relative skill and kind of how that all wrapped up. And so, I thought an interesting question might be uh, in regards to skill. Uh, share a story with us, each of you. I'd like to know when was a time, if you if if such a time existed, that you felt you just completely dominated in a game. Uh, whether it's multiplayer, single player, whatever. And what's a time that you completely just like were really below average, even for yourself? Like, what are, you know, if you want to talk about situations or specific games that like, man, a certain game made me feel really inept, however you want to come up, come about it. Um, you know, we can have a little bit of artistic license here. So let's start with Shy. Uh, and if you want to do uh either one or both whatever you want to do i don't i don't really yeah care. i'll so, hit i'll hit both um it's our podcast we don't, we don't care <laughs> i'm gonna do three stories now <laughs> i'm making up a new category um no right. i i already talked about the dominated one i think a little bit in the last episode because we were talking about playing with people and, and skill and i mentioned to you guys that when i went to college i'd played a ton of warcraft 3 like by myself in high school and then like playing against some of my buddies on on the dorm hall um, I was significantly better than than most of them were, and, and then there was an, a time when they all we were playing a two v two game, and then my teammate left my team and joined the opponent's team because they just wanted to to shame me into you know losing a game, and I so I felt like at that time, not that I had strong competition, I don't think any of them were particularly good at Warcraft three, but like I felt like I was I, I was I was dominant in like you know a big fish in a small pond as you may. Mm-hmm. Um, so I felt, I felt like I was good until then I played another person later on who was much better than me. And I was, you know, all right, I'm not that good at this game. Um, so There's always a bigger fish, always a bigger fish. And I mean, and yeah, significantly bigger fishes. So now what goofing, I don't know if this is going to, well, it'll be interesting to hear you guys' stories, but when we were talking kind of about question of the day for this week, this is what immediately came to mind. And it was, uh, it's actually a story from Final Fantasy XI. And it involves, um, um, like, us talk, like in the last episode, we talked about kind of like even like kind of like relying on each other and like competency and stuff like that. And fairly early on after I joined you guys, um, I'm, I think, I mean, you guys, I think, would agree, but I'm, I've always been very interested in like coordinating stuff in MMOs. Like, I just, I feel like there's definitely a, be- we get more stuff done together. And I don't mind like doing stuff on my own, but it's like, why not? Why don't we all pool our, 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 uh, resources and if and if we can find something where we all benefit that's even better like right i don't i I, and so pretty early on i tried finding ways to use a a currency in the game called beastman seals um and they had arena fights in the game um called that were known as bcnms and so i think i just started playing with you guys maybe for a couple months i must i mean i was long enough that you guys kind of knew who i was and we'd we'd done some stuff together but i i I, you know uh, these beastman seals you could crew quite a bit of them and I found this a fight. I, I was like, oh, I think this would be a good use of these. And it's a four-person fight, and it seems pretty tough, but we seem to have all the jobs. And I was talking to, you know, two or three of you guys. Uh, I think, I mean, it was four total. But um, I was like, I found a strat online, and I think we can, we with our setup, we could do it. 
So, you know, this is like the first time I try to coordinate something with, with our, our Link Shell overkill. And we go in and like, it takes all, you know, Final Fantasy XI, it takes all this prep and everything. Um, and we wipe. It was, a, it was kind of a disaster. And I remember like, I was, I went back, like, like I felt so bad immediately because it also wasn't my, like, you know, everybody, you kind of, we each, we each came with our own pop items and it wasn't like, like an item to spawn the, the bot, the bosses. And, and that's what took your currency. And it wasn't mine. The first person who went, I think we like ro- randomed for it. So it was like a random ro- roll, but it was, not, I think a buddy of ours, I think it was Nipu it was the care was the, was the guy's name. And, and so he <laughs> lost, he lost his pop item and, and we didn't get anything out of it. And, and I realized like, I was kind of like, I'd my computer next to me and i was like trying to do some research really quickly like what went wrong and i realized i had told you guys the strat wrong there were four enemies we're supposed to fight and the enemy we're supposed to kill first was not the one that we had targeted we targeted a different one and so i'm like hey guys i'm really sorry i realized what went wrong this is what we need to do and 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 i was like nipu like that was my fault like you can have the rewards from my when we kill mine you could we you know you can have the drops from that and and I was really worried. I'm like, man, this what a horrible first impression. <laughs> like, these guys are going to be like, we're never doing anything with you again. Um, but the next three runs we did went smoothly. Um, nice. And and Nipu was cool with with, with the fact that I, I I gave up my stuff for him. Um, and I'm surprised then, that and, he would even allow that. I feel like. Yeah, I'm, I'm surprised he would have accepted it, too. I feel and, like he would have been like, well, no. And, ma- and maybe we didn't. I don't remember. Maybe we split it. I don't know. Like, I, I think there was something there. I don't know that he just took it straight up. But maybe we yeah. split my I drops think, or something. I, um, I feel like he would have. He would have. Um, he would have said, no, thank you. But just hated everybody for it. So the cool <laughs> thing was. I don't know how we, much he hated us yet. <laughs> that was more towards the end when Nipu was just like, oh, these guys. Yeah. These fucking guys. <laughs> They're good, but I hate them. See, we, we should have talked our last week's conversation, right? about you know friendships and bonds and playing with people because they're good not because you like them like yeah. Nick didn't like any Perfect of us example. but damn it he yeah. played with us anytime we needed him yeah <laughs> um but the cool thing was that that like kind of like static continued for a while like like several months i think yeah. like we would we would just meet up maybe like once a week or you know like maybe once every other week and and do Which some pops was that? And... was that the steel or was that <clears> it was uh or, or, or chalcoming it i think um because oh, it wasn't it wasn't as because because the fish right or or Chalkamore, was that right? No, it was these four um quad abs, it was right? no, it wasn't the quad abs, it was the ace, no? it was the what were those things called? The the cardians. It was oh, the four cardians. Cardigan. Um, yeah. And because yeah. yeah. the thing with the Kraken Club was it was that. the the Kraken Club, we're getting way too in the weeds here, but like it was high payout, but extremely low chance, podcast. right? Like you had almost no chance of ever getting a Kraken Club, even though it was yeah. like, worse, we worse. the Orchalcum Ingot or or you got like I think out of every set of four runs we'd see like one to two drop. And so Yeah, they were um, like several hundred thousand. Yeah, they were like three hundred K I think normally at yeah, that at that time. Awesome. So it was it was it was profitable. There you go. All right. Well that that's a great story. I mean that's that's way better than what I've got. But uh, Van Watch. I know. Or, how, how are we supposed to follow up on that? that was, yeah. It was just fantastic. Can we just roll into the podcast from here? Well keep yours short then. Let's go. Okay, um, so I was really good at a game, and then the other one I sucked at. I mean, that short. Can, can, can we guess what games you're talking about? It's like a choose your own. Uh, Half Life Two and Half Life Two. They're both mean. You know what game I never beat? Half Life Three. Um, uh. so, so yeah, so I can remember a game that we dominated in um, very clearly. It was when land parties were all the rage, and for those who are are, are uh, too old, too young to know what a land party is, and I don't know, are they still a thing? I don't know. I, I feel like I they should it. be. Do people not play PCs anymore? Anyway, a land party is exactly as it stands, or is exactly as it sounds. Land stands for local area network, which is a type of connectivity, and it just means that you're all in the same room, directly connected to the same internet. Um, and of course, there's some other nuances in there with LAN. You can connect computer to computer. But for the purpose of this story, um, all of us would bring our computers. So it was me and UberTech and my brother. Uh, I can't remember what Ignite920, I think, is handled. If people would have played with them online. And um, oh no, it was Black Mesa Zombie, I think, is what you guys played with. Oh, yeah. And so my brother and all of us get together, and we had this LAN party playing Battlefield uh, 2. And it was just absolutely amazing because we're all in there and we're all like just nailing our roles. I'm the pilot. So like we have uh, Uber tech and my brother on the ground and they're storming like a, an area and they start seeing a tank roll in. So they call in for air support. So I bring the jet and I fly over and I'm just dropping bombs. And it was just like 
so awesomely coordinated that it was just super exciting that like we were able to advance and take over any map because all of us were just in the same room communication i don't know how that's any different than just being on discord together but it certainly seemed different for some reason there was just a better type of uh, attention and connectivity with one another and we just completely dominated that map and it was one of my my favorite moments having those and of course just having a land party in general right just being with all your friends playing video games is is uh makes uh good memories good the time when i completely goofed was uh playing uh one of my first times ever playing dungeons and dragons and i was a mage and i had a weapon that i used to refer to as old reliable peace what? out guys i'm out of here Wait, Stream, no, stream's trying. ending let me tell you about this let me tell you about this so so apparently mages aren't really good um bowmen if you will bow people if you will and their stats are pretty terrible so their accuracy is pretty terrible as well they're meant to use magic and stuff as opposed to range weapons who would have thought right weird i know nobody thinks of that i mean listen the thing is like actually that's not true because a lot of spellcasters have high dexterity because some of their spells are range touch so they need the accuracy but you didn't spec your character that way and also when i gave you an opportunity to take some feats that would maybe help you be a little bit more accurate you're like no 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 i'm focused on the spellcasters i'm not gonna worry about that if, if we're, so we're let's interjecting be, let's be yeah, clear yeah that Wizards can use ranged weapons to to a certain degree, and, <laughs> a much a much higher proficiency level than than certain characters I've RP'd with. And as Smiley is is helpfully providing information as a DM, he was doing this and 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 trying to guide you away from using this bow bow the entire yeah. time you were trying to to use yeah, it. Yeah, so I was a low I was a low <laughs> level mage. I didn't learn, you know, I didn't have many spells prepped the night before just because I just don't have the, you know, the mana for it or whatever we use, I can't remember, was I didn't have enough. Um, so I'd run out of my spells quickly. So the only thing I had was my my bow, and since I'm, or my crossbow, and since I'm squishy, I'm always towards the back of the pack, right? Tank, DPS up front. And I wanted to not, not just pass on my turns. So I would try to contribute by using my crossbow. And inevitably, I think I always did more damage to my party than the mobs we were fighting every Every, every single time, I would ask you, you realize that you have a chance to hit your own party, right? And you're like, yeah, I got it. <laughs> Only if I miss by like really bad, right? And I was like, yeah, that's right. And then every time I rolled a three, what does that mean? I mean, Shy just took a. Uh, I think you knocked me out hand. once. I think I had to do a Constitution check and fail because you shot me square in the back. Oh, that's, yeah, that's a great. That's a great example. That's, that's a, a huge example. fail. That's yeah. a huge. Game. <clears throat> All right, man. I feel like the bar is pretty high for you, Smiley. Uh, mine's not as mine's not as good. I mean, um, the time I dominate, I always will remember this that like remember in when we were all playing destiny they had a uh, an event called the iron banner where you yeah had to iron play banana the, play the shit out of the multiplayer had death matches and <laughs> we know we played a lot together as a group all of us did um and i i think you guys would probably say i was a reliable middle of the pack player like i very rarely was like the worst but like yep. i didn't really creep up into the top two or three very frequently like i get streaky and have a good game but i was i was just kind of an average joe well, one night I was playing, and of course I was playing by myself, not with any teammates who would be there to witness it. And I just went lights out. I was just, I don't know if I like just got in a group with a bunch of suggy players or if I like, I was just like, I had that moment of like Zen where you're just like everything you're doing, you're, you're knocking people down, your head shot and left and right. No one can touch you. Like I had like a 20 to one KD in a game. Jeez, and like I'm wow. just crushing and like I'm taking pictures of it. I, like after the game, you know, it gives you that like yeah, you know, the little thing. I'm I'm like snapping pictures of it. Like, <laughs> These guys aren't gonna believe I did this. I'm gonna tell them, and they're gonna be like bullshit, smiley. Like, were you dreaming that last night? You had a dream about this? How fun, you know? But it was. I don't know. I can't explain it. It hasn't really ever happened again, but I was just like, these dudes aren't gonna believe, and I just couldn't believe. It. It's like, why is this happening when I'm not? Literally, I'm playing solo. Like I always, we always do this as a group, at least one or two of us, and there's nobody here to, to like witness or see it. So apparently, I perform better when I am not under the pressure of expectations of people I know. Um, but I, I, I just, that outlandish. I, yeah. I dominated that for just for a, for a short while. I was I was crushing it. Um, the time I I complete, I, you can say I don't know if it's goof, but just got dominated. Uh, wasn't actually I'm not, my example is not going to be from a video game. It's actually going to be from a real game. When I was in second grade, I entered a chess tournament 
because I like chess and I thought I was pretty good at chess. And like, I always beat everybody I'd ever played. I'd, I'd never really lost once I learned how to play. Like I, I felt like I was pretty solid. And so I go through this tournament and I am just wrecking fools left and right. I get to the championship against one of my, um, one of my a kid from my own grade named Jesse Branham. And we go head to head and he mops the floor with me. Like it wasn't even close. Like he wiped me out. Mm. And then I played him a number of other times and I never came anywhere close mm. to beating him. Like he just stopped me. Oh. Like I'd never played chess before. So I got second place in that tournament. I had the little trophy on my, on my like counter for years and years when I was a kid. Cause it was really the only trophy I'd ever gotten. It was like second place in a chess tournament. Um, and I played him a number of times. I entered a number of other tournaments growing up. Uh, we, you know, he was from the same small towns I was. So, um, I, I never beat him like never once did I ever beat him in chess. And he told me his secret was that his brother was better than him. And he played against his brother and learned everything from his brother. And so the only person he couldn't beat was his brother, who was like a level of magnitude higher than you. Um, and it was pretty It was pretty sad. It was pretty sad, like, just thinking you're good at something and then realizing, oh, uh, I, guess you're, I guess you're really not. But I guess my understanding is that's how it is with chess, that, like, chess is so, such an intellectual game that, like, it's not like a lot of other games where, like, there's enough elements of randomness to kind of even the playing field. That like, if you like, like if you're like a grandmaster at chess, like it's not like you will accidentally lose. It's like yeah. just like it's just like just like a kindergartner won't ever beat you up if you're a grown man. Like, yeah, it just isn't gonna happen. And so, and from what I understand about chess, there's also like structured, memorized responses mm -hmm. and yeah. play styles and things like that too. Right. Like if so this person moves this one to this. I know what my next four moves have to be, and yeah. I know what he's going to do because it's the only move he can make right. or she unless can make. Unless and it's he's, just unless he's going to make a mistake. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah exactly. Unless they make a mistake. There's a lot of, I think, studying that goes in chess. Like, if you want to be yeah, good at it, not only do you have to just, like, put in a ton of time, but you have to, like, read a lot and, like, watch a lot. Yeah. And, like, you just have to dedicate a lot of time to it because you have to know those strat, like you're saying. Like, yeah. If you're interested in chess um, and you have Netflix, if you have seen The Queen's Gambit, uh, or if you, I should say, if you haven't seen The Queen's Gambit, um, mm. it's pretty interesting. It's really good. My my wife and I watched it together, and and we both really enjoyed it. Um, it does give you some some cool chess stuff, but it's also an interesting story. So, is it a show right. or a movie? It's a show. It's like a six or eight episode, like forty minute episodes. I've just so uh, it's like a, it's a mini series, but it's not. It, it doesn't. It's not having like a second season. It is right. like it's it's, it's self contained. Like, yeah. I, I just resubbed to Netflix and so oh, you, um, you should watch it. Stuff. It's right. really good. It, oh, you yeah, it's not, it's not, yeah, it's not, it's not a, um, it's not like a documentary, no. but historians agree that it is accurate portrayal of the time of chess. So like yeah. the events that took place were certainly within the, um, I guess, you know, realm of possibility or well, was the norm even at that time. I think it's, I think it's based on a true story, but loosely like, yeah, it, you're right. It's not a documentary, but it's, you know, it's like, uh, it's based on a real, a real girl who did a lot of the things in there similarly, I guess. So cool. So for what that's worth. Um, okay. So that is our question of the day. If you, our viewers have a time that you'd like to brag about where you just, you know, were kicking ass and taking names or if you want to cop to a time that you embarrass yourself in front of your family and your ancestors um you know let us know uh we'll have our contact information after the show all right so we already been talking about chess a little bit which is a sport but we're gonna go to team sports team sports in america and abroad um and we're gonna start with the nfl so uh, nfl's the biggest sport obviously in the in the united states and so it's gonna get the it's gonna get the headline as it always does hmm. um NFL draft came out. So, I mean, if, if you need a reminder, um, smile is the Bronco fan of the group. Shy is a Seahawks fan. Yeah. Um, and boy, there are a lot of Seahawks fans up, up North. Like everywhere I went, when I went to Seattle, you were, like Seahawks, you were in Seattle. we saw trucks that had like Seahawks on their side. They, they were painted. Like they say, I like, mean, I, it's the 12. It's like, they're like one of the most rabid yeah. fan bases. Ever. Like yeah. apparently they all sports. Really so, like I hear the soccer team, like fans yeah. are like rabid as well. So yeah. The, yeah. um, the Sounders. Yeah. Sounders. Thing, yeah. But I like, I mean, I come from Denver where 
like the Broncos are definitely the most popular here. They're a popular team, but like you don't see Broncos stuff everywhere. Like, like you do, but you don't like, see, I, I was surprised how much Seahawks stuff was just everywhere. Um, you guys so have, yeah, you guys the, have the devil Mustang though. So, I mean, it kind of keeps everybody in line, you know? No, no, that's the the demon horse is not related demon. to the Broncos. Oh. The demon horse, uh, that's right. that's its own thing. All right. The the Broncos have their own like rearing Stalin, but it hasn't killed anybody that I know of. Um, and Van, of course, uh, Van still repping the Raiders. Is that right? The now yeah, Los Angeles Raiders, okay. Las, Las Vegas, Las Angeles. Well, they, I mean, listen, I don't know if the if the Broncos left Denver, if they just were out in the night. I I don't know. I don't know if well, I, you gotta remember I, they they were all they already left Los Angeles and they went back up to Oakland. Yeah, they did. <laughs> and then I was still their fan, so then them moving over to Vegas, I actually like it better. So fair enough. All right, so uh, let's talk about the draft a little bit. How do you think your teams did? What what do you guys what you know anything notable from the draft? Did you know anything? Did you know there was a draft? Can I start? Shy? Yeah, please. I think the most guess. notable thing for the Seahawks is that we only drafted three players in the whole draft. Apparently, really? it's one of the, the apparently it's one of the lowest drafts, like the draft like draft classes for a team like in That's eight or crazy. nine years. And like I think there's only been six teams this low in like the last like twenty years or something. Um, what else do you need? You already got Marshawn Lynch. No, we need a lot. What you, our our offensive kidding. line needs help. Um, so I think what happened was last year when uh you know the first I don't know just quick little quick recap of last season. Apparently the first half of the season we were blowing it away offensively. Like it was like the let yep. Russ cook thing. He was looking like he was gonna have an MVP season, but our defense was just it was horrible. So it was like basically like every game was like can we score more than the opponent because our defense is letting everything through. And so they're what a like change from Seattle of old. Yeah. Well, not old even, but like what? Not like old. our Super Bowl, our Super Bowl like, you know, like yeah. our, our recent heyday. Um well, our really only only heyday. But um the uh so I think like about halfway through the season they decided to make some changes. And this is where I'm going to like not remember names specifically, but I know we picked up this defensive player that they really wanted to get and I can't remember his name. Um, but like we traded, I think a bunch of, of our draft picks for, to like, and then maybe another player and some money, like different things to pick up this player who, who paid off pretty well. I think we, the problem was the second half of the season, our offense didn't do nearly as well, but our defense definitely stepped up enough that we ended like we were able to get a wild card slot, even though we lost against the Rams in the first game. Um, but yes, yeah, so we only had three, three um, drafts. I'm only going to be able to remember. No, do I remember? Th- yeah. So we got a wide receiver. I think he was our first draft pick, I think in like the third round. Um, I don't, we've got, I feel like some pretty decent wide receivers already. You know, we have Tyler Lockett, um, DK Metcalf was looking really good last year. So it felt kind of weird that we would pick a wide receiver right off the bat, but I guess they just want to get more weapons for, for Russell Wilson. Um, we picked up a cornerback, I think was our second pick. I don't remember what round that was, maybe fifth round. Um, apparently a shorter cornerback than normal. And I guess, especially for Seattle, we're known to have, I guess, taller and, uh, cornerbacks have longer, like wingspans. So I don't know how that's going to play off. And then our last pick in like the fifth or sixth round was uh, offensive tackle, I think, which we really need offensive linemen. So I'm hoping that that I hope hoping that never, pays off. Never um, a bad pick. Yeah. So that was our draft. What about you, Van? What do you think of the Raiders' work? Um, I thought they were going to get more scoring offense position, uh, but they actually went pretty heavy on offensive line and safety. And I was surprised, I guess I was surprised, but not surprised. So going into the 2020 season, the Raiders O-line was ranked 24, mm-hmm. which is pretty terrible. But in all the games that I saw, that offensive line actually looked pretty good. They, there was good pocket protection, which is something that they hadn't had in a long time, which was something that, that really Carr struggled with. He didn't have a lot of time in the pocket, so he couldn't get his passes off. I feel like Carr is, I don't know, I feel like he's rated accurately. He's a good quarterback. I just don't think he had the O-line to make the right decisions. Now, you can argue that better quarterbacks don't need all that time, right? They'll throw the ball away and they'll find the open person quicker. But I just feel like he was um, unfairly short with his uh, offensive line. So so there's a lot of people getting through and a lot of pressure on the quarterback. So we did go with an uh, offensive tackle, which, um, again, I thought they did well last year, but apparently they still wanted a stronger offensive line so i mean it, it gets it to the hurt right you have injuries and all those things so they want the offensive tackle and then they want the safety um which uh you know fine we have i feel like we're solid with our wide receivers of course we have Derek carr who's our franchise quarterback now and 
And uh, I guess we're going to talk about possible new quarterbacks I see on the uh, upcoming list here. But for now, Derek Carr's the guy. And um, I don't know, it just, it, it seems, it, it seems like those were probably good picks. And if we just give that extra 10th of a second, you know, to a quarter of a second in the pocket, that can make all the difference, right? Making the right throw or, or the wrong throw. So we'll see what happens. But overall, I'm, I'm excited. They're, they're not slated to, I mean, they're slated to be, I think, a 500 team. You know, they're not expected to go to the playoffs, but who knows? Maybe they'll have a breakout year. There will be no 500 yeah, so... teams this, this season. Oh, Should we talk about that? Should we talk about the 17-game season? 33 <laughs> team? <laughs> whatever that means. Isn't that weird? Yeah, it's so weird. Yeah. yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's always hard for me because you – like, you've got the, the history of, like, and the context of having a certain number of games played. You know, like, mm-hmm. when you when – you, when it's been 16 games for basically the entire time I've watched – professional football since i was a kid like you know kind of how based on like i can hear a team's record and know exactly how well they did you know relative to expectations um and doesn't mean that you know other teams weren't better or worse than them but like i know that if you were 10 and 10 and 6 you had a pretty good season you know i know that if you were 7 and 9 you pretty much miss the playoffs unless you were in a really sucky division or something really funky happened. And so I, whenever they change it, it, it kind of, it makes it harder to, to know like how well just at a glance teams are doing, which. Yeah. Cause now you have eight and nine, right. And Instead think, of seven yeah, and nine. And, that's right. like... and it, I also think it really kind of messes with the statistics, hmm. which sucks. It's like now, you know, when you're talking about the single season, rushing record and the single season passing right. record and how many touchdowns right. like everyone's got an yep. extra game now yep. and so like it kind of it kind of <laughs> skews those numbers and you know i mean we've gotten more into the world of analytics now where we look we were, we're a little bit more intelligent about it where it's like it doesn't really matter if you had two thousand yards rushing or i mean it does but like we can divide out the average yeah, rushing yard per game, game right. and, yeah. and get a more <laughs> accurate representation of what you did but it's still it's you know it's kind of the old curmudgeonly baseball guy in me that's that's kind of just like, oh man, like I, I wish they would have kept it at sixteen, but here we are. What do you guys think? Just feel okay. sound yeah. like you wanted to open up with this bad boy. No, I was gonna I thought we were moving on to the next topic. I was gonna ask Smiley about the Broncos draft. But uh no, I uh I don't know. I don't really care. I don't know why they did it. Do you guys know why they did it? What the reasoning behind another game is? I know the teams hate it. I mean it's gotta be money, <clears throat> right? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I know the teams hate it. Like everybody, everybody's complaining about more injuries and rightfully so. I mean, there's 16 games and everybody gets hurt so much in those 16 games. Well, you add another, you know, whatever percentage that comes out to of games. Well, did they, did they cut down um, the number of preseason games too, to, uh, it doesn't matter. You're not playing first stringers in preseason. You're not going hard either. I I just remember, I just feel like that was their, the way they were justifying it where they're like, well, you won't get hurt as much because you want to play on all these preseason games. Hmm. Um, I thought I thought they did, but I I don't actually recall. Has there been word what the preseason even looks like? Has that been set in stone yet? Because no. I feel like I've heard. It sounds from what I've heard, like it sounds like it's still kind of up in the air. Because there was no preseason last year, right? And oh. that maybe that's still up in the air this year as well. I don't know. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I, probably, I know last year they waited kind of as long as they could to make those decisions just to see how, because things were changing so rapidly at the time. I think things have settled out a little bit more now, but they're probably still. Like, why paint yourself into the corner in May and make these decisions when you can see what the world looks like in two months and still have plenty of time, so. Yeah, well, um, I'll talk about the Broncos real quick. They, uh, they, I thought they did all right. You know, I am kind of a defense for – I believe in defense and offensive line. I was proud that they didn't bite on another rookie quarterback, which I think is what a lot of teams that are – kind of where the Broncos are, which is not really that good. They're always trying to find that next quarterback, and so they spend a lot of picks on guys who end up not being, you know, they're trying to, like, strike gold with a Patrick Mahomes, and uh, more often than not, it doesn't work. I think I think you, yeah. if, if I was a GM, my position is always you build a team around a quarterback, and a lot of guys who are kind of average can get the job done mm-hmm. uh, with a good team around them, whereas even a really good young quarterback is going to get mauled if his as you said, Van, like if the offensive line isn't there for him, if the defense can't stop anything and some, and you got to, you know, score 40 points a game to win, like it just doesn't make sense. So um, if you're an older time um, 
football watcher, you might recognize the name Patrick Sertan, uh, or Sertain, I forget how they used to say it. Because uh, I remember there's a controversy. People say, oh, you're saying my name wrong. Um, I remember him mostly as a Dolphin, but uh, he played for the Chiefs, I think, and, and maybe a couple other teams as well. Um, but his son, Patrick Sertan II, is, uh, it was our number one pick. He was ninth overall for the Broncos, cornerback, just like his dad. Um, and so, like, his dad was pretty good. Um, and they say this guy's really high, highly rated and plays a plays a good brand of D. And, you know, the Broncos secondary used to be really good, like used to be like elite top in the league. And they've lost a number of players. A lot of guys who were good kind of, you know, came back down to earth a little bit. And so um, I think it would be great to to shore that up, especially, you know, I mean, in the AFC, especially, you know, like with the Chiefs in the division, like you need to have some kind of defense against that. And, you know, there's a lot of, there's a lot of good receivers as Van was mentioned with the Raiders, a lot of good dangerous weapons out there that having a, a good cornerback is, is not a bad investment. Uh, and then they got uh, for their second pick, they got a running back, uh, Javante Williams um, out of, I think North Carolina. Um, but they say he's like really physical and a, a, like a very heavy downhill runner, which I think will complement um, the backs that we already have uh, Philip Lindsay and, I think we still have um, um, what now? Why am I blanking on his name? It was that old. Who was that guy from uh, San Diego who came over to us? Uh, Case uh, CJ or um, I'll find it for you right now. Yeah, sorry, I don't know why I'm blanking on his name. He was a good running back for them for a long time, and I, I and yeah. I, I thought he was a good. I know you're talking about. Yeah, um, it's hard to be an idiot. Um, but I think I think uh, you know he both of our receivers are more speedy and elusive and so having a, a heavier runner to I've always liked that when, you know if you're gonna have multiple running backs which is definitely the way the league has gone it's um I like having a you know a change of pace running back you know mm-hmm. have two different styles to 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 be able to you know throw keep the defense honest and also um you know help you in different situations Melvin Gordon Melvin Gordon yes of course um, I think he's is he still showing up as as Denver? Yeah, he's in your depth chart. Okay, okay. I thought I thought he was. I hadn't heard of him leaving, but I haven't been as engaged with football as I have uh, as I have with hockey for obvious reasons. So, uh, so let's talk about the big fish then. If you guys are ready to move on. Oh man, uh, hold, hold on. Oh, one I just want to yeah, please. We got predictions. Get this, man. And and I know the big fish. We're we're about to talk about it. Uh, actually, mate, I'll wait. I'll wait till after. I'll follow well, this exactly after the big fish. Before we jump into the big fish, can I ask you a question, Smiley, about the Broncos? Uh, no. Right. <laughs> of course you can. I think what I heard I? the other day. Did you guys pick up Teddy Bridgewater in a trade? Yes. Yes, they did. How interesting. They did get, they, How interesting. I like Teddy Bridgewater actually. Yeah. I think he. I, I thought he was a good coach. I or not good coach, good quarterback. I when they picked up, you might remember a couple of years ago they had um, Minnesota had that really good year where they had. Um, they had Teddy Bridgewater who played really well. And they also had um, the quarterback that we got who now I can't remember his name either because I'm an old man and I can't remember things, but like we got the other quarterback and I was like, man, I kind of wish we would have gotten Teddy Bridgewater then. So I'm happy to get him now. I think, I think he'll be, I think that'll be good to have a second guy in there to push Drew Locke. I like Drew Locke. I think he, I don't know if he's, you know, the answer, but you know, I, I think, you know, hopefully they can push each other and, and be serviceable, assuming we don't land a bigger fish. Big fish in the small pond. Aaron Rodgers, a lot of, lot of rumors about um, Rodgers. Um, Rodge. Saying that he does not want to play. Yeah, I, and I, it's not, that's not a rumor. He has said he does not want to play for Green Bay in the coming season. Green, Green Bay has said we want – to keep Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> we do not want to trade him. We want him to play for us this year. So um, it'll be interesting. You know, in the NFL, very rare that a player actually has the kind of leverage to do what Rodgers is trying to do. But you know, if there's anybody who could, you know, I feel like Rodgers is on a short list of guys who maybe has the clout to do something like that. So um, the reason, especially that we bring this up, is because Rodgers has listed three teams that he will allow himself because he has a no trade clause in his contract. So they can't just trade him wherever they want. Um, but he has listed three teams that he'd be willing to go to if the backers were willing to deal. And those three teams are the San Francisco 49ers, the Las Vegas Raiders and the Denver Broncos. So obviously uh, that would make a, a 
pretty huge change, I think, to both of our both of our teams. Uh, the question I have, and Chai, I want you to chip in as well on what you think. Um, you can put it in terms of Seattle or just what you think for either of our teams. But what – how much is – like, first of all, I guess, would you want Aaron Rodgers? I guess not everybody loves Aaron Rodgers. You know, like, do you – would you, are you hoping that the Raiders will go for him or that, you know um, – do you hope he'll move to your team? Do you think he'll move to your team? Um, and what? how much is too much to give up for him is really the question mm-hmm. on my mind. And, Shai, you can maybe answer that however it works for you. Uh, but I'm going to start with Van. What What do you think about <laughs> Rodgers possibly coming to the Raiders? <laughs> I mean, we would love it. We would embrace it. We would welcome it with open arms. I'm wondering if maybe that's what those, uh, I guess, because the news broke after the draft. But I'm thinking, like, maybe he sees a strong O-line or stronger O-line. Mm-hmm. I don't know what we're ranked for this season. It might be too too soon to, to tell. Um, he knows he has people he could throw to. Uh, now, granted, we don't have any all-star um, wide receivers, but they're good wide receivers. Actually, I think we did have one last year. Um, but So he has people to throw to. Um I mean, he could do so much more than just throw, though, and he's got the O-line. Um, Raiders have been rebuilding since Gruden took over, right, like four years ago. I mean, we've offed some really expensive um, people and high-value people so that we can rebuild from scratch, which is what he was planning on doing for the first place. And I just feel like this is like the icing on the cake if you end up going with Rodgers. Uh, so would you welcome him? I, I say absolutely. We haven't had a – I mean – I say Carr's a franchise quarterback because he is by definition, but like a quarterback that everybody, and I, I don't want to paint everybody with a broad brush, but um, like since the Rich Gannon era, like nobody's been behind a quarterback at the Raiders that much. And I feel like Rodgers would certainly bring that um, that tightness uh, to rally behind what your quarterback. What about Sopo? You guys didn't like Sopo? <laughs> <laughs> no, I'm not a, a big great, Tui fan. He had, he had a great name, at least. He was cool. Yeah, he does he have was? an awesome name. <laughs> so um, check this out. You were saying like what kind of impact he would have. I, I'm on the yeah. Broncos page. I haven't I haven't seen the Raiders one. I'll check it out. But like, so these are the three predictions. Without Rodgers, the Broncos are expected eight and nine. With Rodgers, they're expected twelve and five. And the next one is six and eleven without difference between eleven not and six with and exactly. And then and then playoffs and how deep, right? And yeah. then the third prediction is nine and eight without, thirteen and four with. So everybody undoubtedly believes like just having him is worth. I mean, five mm-hmm. to six wins. Yeah. I mean, he was MVP it's last incredible. year, right? I don't think we mentioned that yet, but he was the league MVP, if I'm if I remember correctly. So of the regular season, I believe you're right. Yeah. Yes. Um, yeah, that's the, true. The question is though, how like how much is too much to give up for Rodgers? Because the going rate, what I've heard speculated that the Packers would require to move him would be either three first round picks, Man. or maybe two first round picks and an established solid, you know, B plus or better player. Like, I mean, that's that's really a like mortgage your future to get this guy now situation. Is that? It, like, how would you feel if the news broke tomorrow that the Raiders had given up their first round pick for the next three years and maybe even a second round the year after that, but they got Rodgers? Are you are you happy with that trade? I, I like, trust I'm... I trust Gruden, dude. Okay. So what, what do you think? You, do you think if the I, Raiders... I trust Chucky knows more about what's going on with that team than than I, right. I would as a so you, so you would suggest that if the Raiders brass thinks it's a good move. You're all yeah, I'd, I'd back You're it. You're going to yep. trust the process. Yep. What about you, Shy? What are Plus your we got a young team. I mean, our receivers are young, too. So you give them two or three years of, of development. I don't know, man. I I think it's a good move. Or that, I just, I'm just excited because well, it's Raj. Before we get, before we get to Shy, I, I will say that in that regard, that, you know, he reminds me a lot of Peyton Manning, um, mm. who, you know, Peyton Manning, he had some good receivers around him. But he made a lot of receivers what yeah. they were. Yeah. Oh, for you know? sure. And I think that's true with Rodgers too. The, like, he's the kind of guy who, like, if you have decent receivers, he can make them good. If you have good receivers, he can make them great. So, I think I would also pitch in that. That's I think how Russell yeah. Wilson has been as well in his career. Is Seattle's never really had amazing receivers, like all star talent. But you know, Russell Wilson has worked with what he's had, and he's he's really made some people stand out. Um, but 
had Joey Galloway back in the day. Yeah, well, like, that was one of my favorite players. Yeah, I love Joey Galloway. but like I'm saying, like some of the more recent ones. Like I don't know that anyone like Tyler Lockett. I don't know that anyone was on anyone's radar. And then I'm trying to think of the guy even before Tyler Lockett who was like Russell Wilson and him, and him had a connection. And like he wasn't like considered a great receiver, but like he just had some great seasons with Russell Wilson. But all that being aside, I think um, Van. I wanted to speak into something. I think I wanted to segue from Van's point about how, you know, the the Raiders have some young receivers and give them some time to develop and, you know, they're going to really mature. I think the problem with that scenario potentially is just how old Aaron Rodgers is. And I have to imagine any team yeah. that's looking at him, like that's they have to take that into account yeah. because, I mean, we don't know if he's, like, got that Tom Brady stamina. Um, I just checked ages. I mean, Aaron Rodgers is 37, Brady's 43. Brady, yeah. Brady just won a Super Bowl at 43, and, and who knows, like – but he, we, I think he's an uh, outstanding physical specimen as well. I don't know that Rodgers in six years is going to be playing at that level. Um, and obviously well, he's been beat up. He's had a great career, but, you know, he's he's been in the game for a while. Um, especially because they have very different styles. I mean, Brady yeah, never yeah. runs. He's a pocket quarterback yeah, through yeah. and through. Whereas yeah. Rodgers has always gotten a lot more done with his legs. That's a lot of his value. Like, hmm. the fact is guys like that do tend to wear out takes take more hits probably and 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 take more risk you know like i mean you're always in the nfl you're always just one bad hit from being done yeah but yeah and that's what i wanted to talk about too is you know like hold on sorry i'm getting some weird sound in my headset i'll try to talk through it um the other thing i wanted to mention was the raiders have josh jacobs too and he's he's a credible running back threat Hmm. so it's going to relieve some of that pressure to always get to Raj because you have this, this threat there that that's there the entire time too. And I feel like that will work to his, to his benefit as well. So I don't know. I feel like the team's just there, man. Like, if we got Raj, I, I think it'd be amazing. So um, to finish up with smiley statements, I wanted to say one more thing too, is that I don't think this is a, a, a I don't like, I, I think he kind of mentioned Seahawks as an afterthought, but I think the Seahawks are definitely a primary thought in this formula in that if he goes to the 49ers, the Seahawks have to play him two to three times play a year. year. Yeah. And oh, we yeah. the 49ers are always a challenge for us, but they haven't had a good quarterback. Um, and and I was listening to um, a Seahawks podcast the other day, and they were talking about just how hard it has been for us to play Green Bay over the last several years. In fact, I don't know that we even have a winning record against Green Bay over the last few years. Like Aaron Rodgers, I think, has actually really torn us up. And so I, that's a scenario I don't want to see is us playing Aaron Rodgers several times a year in our own division, which is already hard. Um, Rem- so. Remind me, one time when you guys came out, it was the playoffs, and we went to a Buffalo Wild Wings, and we watched the end. That was, was, it, was, Packers, it Green, was it Packers Seahawks. and Seahawks? Yeah, I don't remember fun. who won. I think the Seahawks did win because I you were not you were not happy. You were really mad, and I felt I was so sad because I'm like, why can't you be happy for me, Smiley? But you can't be happy for me. I remember. Um, not for the Seahawks. Well, that was a little too right close. Oh, go ahead. Eating those wings and them just being super the hot. atomic wings or whatever. We got like <laughs> oh additional. God, they were so I remember hard. we had that we had that challenge we were doing where you had to like what was it? You had to like not eat with the hand that you were i don't oh, yeah that, that was a fun that was a fun trip that was a fun trip um liars but the pi- yeah, yeah pirates poker yeah um poker, all right yeah. so i don't uh i just wanted to say that really quickly i don't I, I think it'd be cool to see him go to either team i think um as much as broncos used to be a rival of ours i i feel bad for the broncos like i think they've had some rough years i think it'd be cool to see Aaron Rodgers play with them um i don't know a lot about the raiders i haven't followed them over the years but i hope one of you guys teams get him <laughs> I think the Raiders I, uh, have had a rougher ride than the Broncos. Broncos I think, have a Super Bowl a couple years ago. I think um, <laughs> I, I would say, like, I don't know that for a team that maybe has a lot of good young talent and who feels pretty solid except at the quarterback, which I think it sounds like maybe both of your teams are like that to a certain extent. Maybe Smiley Slut may be disagreeing, but I, I don't know. I feel like maybe giving up two to three first-round picks for a proven quarterback isn't as risky. You know, if you've got the rest of the pieces in place – yeah, I mean, what is a first round pick? It's a shot at picking up an unknown in the professional in the professional league, you know? And like you were just saying, Smiley, about like you were glad that the Broncos didn't pick up another untried quarterback. Like, that's what the draft is. You never know how someone's gonna pan out. But here you have Aaron Rodgers, who's proven um extremely good quarterback. So Yeah, I think Clayton Kershaw was like sixteenth overall or something like that. Like like the stars are rarely picked number one. Hmm. But, but so, oh, so, so real quick. The last question you had was who will he choose? He's going to go to Denver if he goes away from. I think so. From uh, yeah, I think so. I mean, Denver's a natural spot, right? I mean, you we just watched this exact same thing happen with Peyton Manning a couple of years ago, like the John Elway pitch. 
come here and win a Super Bowl at the end of your career. And Manning did it. He did it for us. He got us there, gave us a number of great years, um, you know, got got the job done in the end. And, like, I could totally see him pers- uh, him being John Elway pursuing a guy like Aaron Rodgers to try to do a similar thing. The problem is I just don't know that um, – I just don't know that we have the – the same team like we had a great defense when we had Peyton Manning we had a a pretty solid offensive line the team is okay and would Aaron Rodgers help absolutely Um, but I don't know that he's enough to get the Broncos over the top especially in the division that they're in I don't know that if you add Aaron Rodgers to the Broncos if they're if I still think they're at at best a coin flip against the Chiefs and uh, uh, maybe not even that good against some of the teams in the NFC so um, you know, I don't know. Point, no matter who he goes to, we still got to we still got to play the Chiefs. Yeah, and that, <laughs> they're 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 more than just Patrick Mahomes. They are a well defined team on all three facets of the game, which is horrifying. So yeah, I, I don't know. I don't. I it's it would be hard. You know, if I'm in that room and they offer and they say three and they want the deal I offered to Van th- the next three years of first round picks and a second rounder down the line maybe a contingent second rounder. I just don't know. I don't know if I, if I do that. And I love Aaron Rodgers. I love Aaron Rodgers, but I do think that sometimes, you know, you have to build the right team. Uh, you know, a quarterback isn't always just a band aid that fixes all of your problems. Uh, and I think the proof of that is how many has he won in green Bay? He's won one time. Mm-hmm. Like they're always relevant, but even with pretty solid, decent teams around him, he has not been enough to get them over the top with Green Bay. And I don't know that, like, you take Rodgers off of, out of the picture and you compare the Broncos to the Packers. I don't think they're actually that different. I think they're probably in a, they're probably fairly comparable. Maybe the Broncos are a little better, but that would be my worry. I worry that Rodgers wouldn't be enough and that we'd give up a lot of picks for the future that could help set us up down the road. Um, I don't know. Hard to say. So I, quick but, correction. No, Kershaw was seventh overall. Seventh yeah. overall. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They knew. <laughs> they knew a little bit about that. That was a well, well-made pick. All right. Um, let's run down to the NHL because we have not given it a lot of time. As always, the <laughs> NFL sucks think... all the air out of the room. <laughs> just the way it is in this country. But let's talk hockey briefly. All right. So, to bring you up to speed, Van and I made two bets mm-hmm. on this very podcast. Um, one of those bets has been resolved. The first bet was the smaller of the two. It was a $20 game um, that Van graciously um, bumped up to 25 at my request. Um, but after he had already won. So it's not like... After I already won. <laughs> yeah, it's not like <laughs> I bumped it up. <laughs> um, the, so, the, so the side bet was who finished better in the head-to-head series between the Avalanche and the Golden Knights. Um, the Avs squeaked we it out. We were four and four, but the Avs got an extra point with an overtime loss. Mm. So the Avs were four, three, and one versus the Golden Knights being a true four and four. And so the extra point was 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 a tiebreaker in that scenario. And so the Avs squeaked by. I spent my pick on a game called uh, Slay the Spire, which is a single-player Although they mod, they've they've modded it for it to be multiplayer. I guess mm-hmm. I haven't looked into that, but it's a single player game where you, um, where you gain you, you like build a deck like Magic the Gathering style and use those cards to fight enemies as you go through a roguelike tower. Um, it's super addicting. I've since you got it for me like two nights ago. I've played like ten hours worth. So, uh, oh it, yeah, it's really good. It's hard <laughs> to put down. Um, it's it's well it's well done. So thank you for that, Van. So first one goes to me, but the big one, the big the big prize, um, the sixty dollar full full prize game, is really about who goes further in the postseason because that is what matters. Um, so we don't know how that will end yet. Stay tuned. We'll keep you up to date. Um, the scenarios right now are pretty straightforward. Um, the Avs and Golden Knights, if they both win their current season, will meet in the second round, and that will obviously yield the answer we need. Um, if one makes it to the second round and one doesn't, that also is a pretty clear-cut scenario. Um, we could have some funny tiebreaker stuff if both the Avs and the Golden Knights um, screw the pooch and get beaten in the first round, which I do not think will happen. Um, 
but if it did, we'd have to go into some, you know, some other stuff. So both teams have played one game in the first round as uh, smoke the blues last night, four to one in a game that was very enjoyable to watch. I just playoff hockey is so good for any team and to have my team in the playoffs playing at a high level is just incredibly enjoyable. Um, I was on the edge of my seat the whole game, like hockey in the playoffs is so tense. Like every, but every play matters. Every it's just, it's just crazy. Like there's like a different level of energy, right? It is like baseball's in playoffs and the energy seems the same. It's just the crowd is roaring like crazy, (laughs) but like hockey's like players in the playoffs, dude, they're giving it like a hundred. It's insane. Like the effort is just there constantly. What a number of Stanley cup champions have said is that the difference for them winning the cup to the years that they didn't was that they left everything on the ice, every shift, Hmm. every shift from the first round on that. Like you just have to bring your a hundred percent effort all the time. And you see it, you see it with like every, like I've watched every game except um, I, I I saw part of Panthers or uh, Predators and Carolina and then I missed. There was another game that was going on kind of concurrently with with the Avs that I that I didn't see. But um, I've watched like five or six games now already, and like every everybody's just going crazy. Everybody's go, getting after it. It's it's fabulous. Um, so the Avs took care of their business. Golden Knights Minnesota had a great game. Uh, probably one of the most exciting games I've seen um, in the playoffs. And there were no goals through regulation. Zero zero going to overtime. Um, but that did not make it a boring game at all. Great goaltender, great opportunities, like hard hitting. Everybody, like that was a that was a great thriller saves, of a yeah, game. Great goaltending, everything, man. It was just it was incredible. And I was I was telling Smiley after the game, I was like, man, I have never watched a zero zero game be that exciting before in my life. <laughs> yeah. Like it was just a yeah. very entertaining game to watch. I wish it would have ended differently, but it was just an extremely enter- an entertaining game to watch. It was crazy. It's funny because a zero-zero game can be really boring, right? Oh but, yeah, but it yeah, wasn't. Shots on goals, yeah. low energy, all that. No, this is like high energy. They were like, trying to score. One of those goals didn't go in. It was just the oh. goaltending was on point. Like you, you, you get some of those saves like one out of a hundred chances times. Like it was just, it was just wild. It was amazing. It was, yeah. And wild. wild as in Minnesota wild. Yes. Well, I don't know, man. They're a tough team, dude. I, I, uh, I, I certainly think Vegas is 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 going to win the series, um, but Minnesota's a hard team, man. Let me take you back. You asked me off the air, you know, when I told you that we're even though I think the Avs would do better against Minnesota, I'm absolutely rooting for the Golden Knights to win right. this series, irregardless of our bet, irregardless of anything else. I will never go for the Minnesota Wild, even if it yeah. hurts the Avalanche, so even weird... if it's worse for the Avalanche. And you said, well, <laughs> why do I hate Minnesota? Hate. Yeah. yeah, it is kind of a weird team to hate, right? Well, I don't have anything against Minnesota. I like the Lions. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. I don't mind the Twins. Like, But, you know, a, a number of years ago, uh, it was actually in 2014, so I guess that's seven years ago now. Boy, that's a long time. Uh, it was – just uh, just after I met my wife, um, the Avs made it back to the postseason for like they had been one time in the past like ten years, um, basically since Joe Sackick retired. They made it back. They had an awesome season. Um, they were second in the West. They got Minnesota in the first round, and I went to that game, the game one with my mom and and my new girlfriend Sarah, um, who I'd only known for a couple months. And it was one of the most amazing games I've ever been to. It was so exciting. The Avs scored like with just a couple minutes left to tie it, beat them in overtime. It was incredibly thrilling. It was amazing. They go through the rest of that series. Series. They win the second game. In the third game, the Minnesota, one of the Minnesota players, um, freaking, um, I don't remember his name right now, and I don't want to accuse the wrong person, but took a cheap shot at our best defenseman, took him out for the entire series, injured him, oh. ended, ended him, ended him for the year. Tyson Berry out, changed the season series around. We lost game three. We lost game four, win game five, lose game six, go to game seven. I go to the game seven. I had tickets to game seven. I went alone this time. Um, and it was just back and forth. The Avs led the whole way. They were up one to nothing. They were up two to one. They were up three to two they were up four to three four minutes left we're winning four to three they get the minnesota ties it and then in overtime niederreiter 
scores and knocks him out and the season's over. And that loss, not only did it like haunt me over the summer, like I was like, it was like, it was just like a tragic thing for me. Like I was so invested in that team. I'd watched every game. I was so into them. Like it was heartbreaking. Like, and then like getting back on the train on the ride, on the long ride home. Like I always remember it, man. It was, it was devastating. And then like that sunk that team. Like it, it wasn't just me. Like it psychologically impacted the abs. They did not make the playoffs for the next two years. Then the next year, their coach quit on them. They have the worst season in their franchise history, 48 points. Like it was, it was like the beginning of like this terrible slide. And there's no team I hate more than Minnesota because they are cheap and dirty and, and at All least that them. year, that year they were, they were terrible. They were so, they, but you know, they, the thing is they play this same kind of game that you saw where like, it was the exact same thing that I think you witnessed in game one where like you were the better team, right? Like you felt like Vegas was the better team yeah, and that's how more shots on goals, more accurate shots. Like, yeah, we, we should have won that game. That's exactly how that whole series was with the avalanche. We're like, you knew the abs were better. But they, Minnesota hung around. They played that kind of tough, like annoying, hang around, low energy style that kind of kept them in the game. And it was the, that way the whole series. And like you, when you lose to a team like that, where it's like you know you should have beat them, you know you were better, you know you had a more talented squad, but like they still beat you. Like it sucks. So I I agree. I think Vegas should come out of that. I think they will. But it's scary for me to watch because I've seen that show before. And that's... we got another game tonight. Yes, they will. Clock. Yes, I'm so looking two hours to and that. fifteen minutes. What is the well, timeline on on the resolution of the second bet? Like when will we know? Like when well, would the third? I guess the second series be done. Assuming that's a, that's a great question. Right now, conveniently, the Avs and the Golden Knights are on opposite nights, so like we're taking turns playing, so we don't have to. Uh, we can both. Like I've been watching both series, and I plan to. Um, it, it always depends how long it goes. And it's weird this year. Like normally I would be able to tell you this year. I don't think I can because usually the playoffs all start together and each round finishes together. Right. So, so in previous years, everybody plays all the way through the first round. And then once everybody's done, they go on to the next stage. Right. Unlike say the NBA playoffs, which do not do that. The NBA playoffs, as soon as two teams that are going to meet can meet, they do. And so, like, mm-hmm. you might have one team in the third round, potentially, where another team is still in the first round. Like, I mean, that's an extreme circumstance, but, like, they don't gatekeep it. Um, but this year, because of the COVID and, like, the weird scheduling, like, the the Canadian teams are actually still playing regular season games. There's a regular season game tonight between Calgary and Vancouver. While the playoffs, like, some teams are already playing their second game in the play, in the first round. So... I'm not sure whether they're going to like wait to catch up or if they'll, you know, if, if the Avs and the golden Knights both finish their series, if they'll let them start round two, I haven't heard whether or not it looked like maybe you were looking that up. Van, have you seen anything with that? No, no. I was just looking at uh, no, I was not. Okay. I was checking the schedule, the rest of the schedule for the VJK VGK for um, the season and, or for uh, the first series and it ends May 28th. If it goes against gotcha. seven. All right. That's what I was wondering. Right. So, yeah, so that would weeks, maybe be the length. Yeah. yeah. You, most most playoff rounds, are, it's <laughs> usually about two, two and a half weeks per round. Cool. So, yeah. I mean, we're still a little ways off from having a resolution. Again, unless one of the teams does not make it to the next round. Um, so stay tuned. More to come. Nice. More to come on the status of the bet. All right. Shy, what's, do you have a surprise for us? I think I know what it is. Were you the one? Yeah, you know. I have no idea what it is. So uh, I was at, uh, I've been doing some physical therapy. And the other day I was at a physical therapy appointment. My physical therapist is a huge sports fan. We've been talking football. He's an Eagles fan. I'm a Seahawks fan. And he's like, you know, are there other Seattle teams you follow? You know, he's like, uh, you know, you, you know, you've had some good teams pass. I'm like, yeah, we used to watch the Mariners and, and the Sonics growing up. Obviously the Sonics no longer exist. He's like, you know, they're getting a hockey team. Right. And I was like, what? So I went and researched it and we are getting a hockey team. And I think this is going to be great on multiple levels because I'm super excited about getting in at the ground level with a team. I've been interested in getting into hockey. I've told you guys both this in the past. Like I've kind of wanted a team to stand by and I'll totally be Seahawks fan. But I think this will really give us some, some good material to just, you know, get some pronunciation work done. Um, Because they have, I think one of the best sports teams around 
as the they're going to be called the the Name. Kraken. You know, the the Seattle Kraken. The Kraken. The um, Seattle Kraken. And uh, um, there you go from the mouth of so Scott, it's the Kraken. So Absolutely, he's, he's patronizing you. He's so <laughs> so I don't know. I'm honestly I'm super excited. I guess they're start they're they're supposed to play in the next se- um, season, yeah, but apparently they have one player. I don't know how that works. Um, yeah, they have but, one player uh, so far. Yeah, I saw that they signed. They signed. Um, I forget whose name was. I showed that to Sarah because Sarah's like, I told him, like, I told her a couple days ago, uh, maybe a couple weeks ago, like they officially were incorporated yeah. as of a certain day. They were officially able to make transactions, and she's like, "Well, how can they be a team if they don't have any players?" And I was like, "Well, I mean, that's how now they can start signing. Yeah, like, now how they can they get players. A, yeah. How could they be a team without having any? You know, like, as, as how could ex- they have players if they weren't a team? As an expansion team, do they get like special benefits in the draft? Like, will they get more picks than other yeah. teams, or so, like, no? They the way yes, they do. Um, right. So it's this year will be the expansion draft. So they'll get to pick one player from every team in the league to build their team. What? Do you, you're not aware of the expansion. You're, I this feel like happened. you're. I feel like you're. I feel like you're having fun at Shy's expense right now. <laughs> well, do a little research. And you'll I see that I'll, I'll do some research. I mean, research. that's that's what the Golden Knights did, right? Like right. they'll they'll have yeah. the exact same rules that the Golden Knights had a nice. couple years ago right. when they came in, which they'll get to pick one player from every NHL team. Each NHL team will have uh, the ability to protect a certain number of players. Right. Um, standard is, I think. Six forwards, three defensemen, and a goalie. Um, I'm looking at it right now. It's seven, no, their basically. protection is seven forwards, three defensemen, one goalie. Or they Dude, that's crazy. Eight, or they can do eight man. players total if they don't yeah, like that eight breakdown. Skaters. Yeah. Eight skaters of any And type. one goalie. And one goalie. But that sucks, man, because the VJK, their Golden Knights have like two amazing goalies. And we could potentially they, have one. They picked they picked a they picked a goalie from the Avalanche in their expansion draft and then they didn't even keep him they dropped him after like three days. So um, oh, this is be so, yeah, so I'm super excited. I'm excited. I'm gonna have to start like learning about the NHL. I know almost nothing about it. I didn't realize that like this could sound ridiculous, but that American teams and like Canadian teams played each other in the playoffs. Um, quick trivia fact: since I've been researching it, um, just in the last 24 hours is really when I found this out. Um, apparently Seattle has a really good heritage actually with hockey. I don't know if you guys knew this, but, um, they're, uh, they had a hockey team back in the day and they were called the Metropolitans. They were the first American hockey team to actually win the Stanley cup. So, um, yeah, yeah. a little bit of trivia for you there. Um, but, uh, yeah. And I think their logo looks bad. Yeah. Research it. The Metropolitans. Um, I think the logo looks badass. It's like the S but then there's like this like there's like an inset tentacle in the in the S and then there's like a like a crack in eye. Um so I'm just gonna mix I'm just gonna go back and forth is what I'm gonna do. That's really, really mess only, with you guys. Well, I mean it's really on. just called a kraken. You could just stick with that. Yeah. Um yeah, so there you go. That's my surprise. I'm excited about joining fellow NHL fans. In the future I'll be able to have a hat. We'll all have our NHL I love hats. It. Um look what yeah. you did, Smiley. Like baby look shy. Done, baby baby shy, born into the NHL fandom. Yeah, they got like an anchor logo too, which is pretty awesome. Yeah, yeah both they, logos look have, pretty cool. Yeah, their alternate one is is very dope. Yeah, but yeah, we'll yeah. see what they can do. I mean, what what Vegas did, you know, they were able to really make a lot of deals before the draft um, to get the you know other teams traded them players, traded them draft picks in order to make concessions to say, hey, we'll if you if we can't protect this player but if you agree not to take him from us we'll give you a fifth round draft pick or something and so they made a lot of cool little deals like that to kind of build up their coffers and that's one of the reasons that they were able to do so well um a couple points it wouldn't it be very interesting if the golden knights do not protect flurry and he's there's no way but 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 because he was the one who was taken like he was the big name guy who was taken from Pittsburgh. Like he was yeah. like the real quality <laughs> yeah. number one goalie that they were able to get. Like right. what a story that would be. But yeah, I, yeah, I don't pissed. know. I'll be pissed either way. Yeah, but I'll be I'll be doubly pissed if they take Flurry. Both I, I of love, our teams. I love what he's done this season. Do you all know, when, when they? Yeah, sorry. 
Go ahead. Is the story of like every expansion team that all fans of other every other NHL team like hates the new expansion team because they've taken yeah. a player from their team? <laughs> it depends who they take. That's yeah. what I was about to say. Yeah. Like it's worse when your team's good. Like for the Golden Knights and the Avalanche, there's no way we're not going to lose an awesome player that we basically yeah. love. Yeah. When the Avs, the Avs after that expansion draft, they were the worst team in the league. I mentioned that season. That was their 48 point That's season. Crazy, they though. didn't have anybody you wanted. <laughs> I'm they going through garbage. protecting protecting players, and yeah. I ran at eight real fast. You you so run it's out like when, you're gonna lose. Yeah, you're, you're gonna lose somebody good. Yeah, the Avs are just like I. We were at peace. Like we know we know that we're gonna lose somebody good, and that's sad. What's gonna really make it interesting, and what's really in Seattle's benefit even more than the Golden Knights, is usually every year the the um, salary cap goes up a little bit to kind of. Mm. You know, because that's just kind of how it is. But the this last year, because of COVID, because the league has lost so much money with all these COVID delays, the salary cap has been flat this year, which put a lot of teams in a crunch. They didn't expect that. You know, they made deals two, three, four years ago for some of these contracts expecting to get more money that they haven't gotten. And now the league said the next two or three years, I can't remember which, I think three years, there will be no salary cap increase. It's going to be mm-hmm. flat. So there's potentially a lot of good players that normally would be protected, but that teams are like, well, you know, this guy is costing us 7 million. Like he's good, but like maybe we could afford to let him go. And for a team, you know, an expansion team, generally you don't have cap issues early on. So a lot of potential for Seattle to be better, even quickly than, than most people would expect. I would say so. Good stuff. All right, so we have gone a little bit a little bit long, um, so sorry about that. We should start uh, with hockey next time. We probably should. Um, we could. Well, I was afraid that if we did, I would just go on and on and on, which I did anyway. But um, <laughs> so shy, shy, surprised with that. There's a there's a Seattle team coming. That was not, I think, a surprise to to Van or I. But you know, good surprise. Um, and I'm excited for you to be the well, next. I think the surprise is that he was going to be a fan. Like yeah, he's diving, but I'm excited diving about it. it. The surprise is oh, more like that, that I'm excited well, about yeah. it. I, I figured you guys oh. knew. I, yeah, I didn't think I was revealing yeah. to either no, of you that, that there was a Seattle he, hockey team. Van's on the same wavelength as me. Okay. Yeah, I got. You. Yeah, he's got committing you. to follow to to, to play. Yeah, with it's good. Yeah, that's an like you said, a very exciting time to to be in there from the beginning. And you know, maybe you know, maybe that would be something we could do one day. Maybe we'll get together and we'll go see a Seattle. A Seattle, See the, the uh, Avs play game. Seattle playing VGK, like a three-way a game. Three, they make a three, a three, a <laughs> rink, a triangle be, rink, and it's a. Th- <laughs> a it would be awesome throw. if there was ever a time when they actually played each other consecutively, though. Like if, like, let's say Seattle had back-to-back home right, games. We gotta wrap this up. We okay, <laughs> all right, we're, we're over. If you want to talk to us about NFL, NHL, chess, other sports. Or if you just want to tell us how much you hate hearing us going on about sports, in which we go back to video games, you can contact us on Twitter at Focus Target on YouTube, Focus Target Podcast. These episodes are all there for you to, to read, review, like, subscribe, whatever you do on YouTube. Um, you can email us, focustargetpodcast at gmail.com. And, of course, we're live streaming on Twitch, twitch.tv backslash Podcast. You can catch us uh, around this time uh, every week. Obviously not last week, but uh, I don't think we have any delays scheduled going forward so uh you know look for us on tuesday nights and uh and join us join us on, on twitch if you like so uh sorry for going over uh sorry fam I'm so to to keep you from your dinner I, your wife is probably yelling at you in the background i get it so for the focus target podcast i'm your host Smiley. this is shy and i'm ben as always cover us porkins we're out <laughs>